You're listening to the Super Talk podcast, produced by the Australian Institute of Superannuation Trustees, shaping profit to member super. Hello, and welcome to Super Talk. My name is Gary West, and I'm the Senior Manager, Media and Communications with the Australian Institute of Superannuation Trustees. Today, we'll be looking at the circular economy. Joining me is Lisa Langer. Associate Director in the EOS Stewardship Team at Investment Manager Federated Hermes. Among the topics you'll be hearing about today are the relevance of the circular economy for investors, how Federated Hermes considers this in its engagement with companies, which sectors to focus on, the apparel sector, and how the impact on companies is measured. Lisa, thanks for joining me today. Let's begin with the definition So what is the circular economy? Thanks for that question, Gary. Um, I think a a definition that I really like is the one by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, which is a UK nonprofit. And it focuses on the decoupling of economic activity from the consumption of finite resources. So the focus really is moving from a traditional circular uh, economic model that starts with extracting resources, using them, and then disposing them to trying to capture these resources or recapture those resources in a circular loop. Um, There are three main ways to do this, obviously to eliminate waste and pollution, um, circulate products and material in the value chain, and also to focus on regenerating nature through regenerative agriculture techniques and focusing on soil health. So, That said, um, the circular economy is so interesting because it is a key way to tackle key, like existential problems for us, uh, including climate change, biodiversity loss, waste, and pollution. How is the circular economy relevant for investors then? So, how is it relevant for investors? Um, I think circular economy principles is a key way for companies to harness the values of materials. And in that, it is key to uh, key to creating long-term value. So I think the circular economy is a concept that helps us think about companies in the long term. And a key way to talk to companies about reducing their environmental impacts. And through that, those companies, we think, will be better placed to face emerging regulation and also changing consumer preferences. So I think for in terms from an investor perspective, it's a key way to ask questions and assess the really long-term viability of a business model. How are you considering the circular economy in your engagements with companies? So as you know, um, EOS is a stewardship provider. So that means that we enable institutional investors to be more active owners of their companies through engagement, so through dialogue, long-term dialogue with companies. Um, And the circular economy is key for us um, in in our engagement because it's a way to, to... to um, frame those conversations. Um, so I think fundamentally we see 
the shift from a linear to a circular business model as a key way to harness the value of resources and future-proof the business, reduce environmental impacts, like I said before. So it is a way for us to talk to companies about this in a cohesive, uh, using a cohesive pro um, concept. So um, circular economy approaches requires actions such as designing out waste and pollution, increasing the life expectancy of products, and re um, regenerating natural systems. So we can use that to talk about specific issues with companies. So I'll give you an example. I think one of the challenges that we've seen um, as an investor community is the issue with plastics pollution. Um, plastic is an incredibly useful material in some use cases. It's very versatile, it was long lasting, and it will play a key part in uh, the um, the low carbon transition with light weighting of vehicles, for instance. But plastic is also a material that is used in a lot of single use packaging, for instance, that ends up in the environment and has detrimental effects on local ecosystems. Um, but it was quite challenging to talk to companies about this topic. And I really found that talking from a circular economy perspective helped phrase that discussion in a very constructive way. Um, so for instance, we developed an investor expectations document uh, back in 2020 to increase the um, the awareness of companies for of the issue and then specifically focus on engagement with retailers and food producers that for which plastic packaging and especially single use packaging was a major issue. Um, and we had some really good successes in that area. So for instance, we urged Walmart, I think Coca-Cola and General Mills to disclose a plastic footprint and set a reduction target for plastic. Um, so in those discussions, we always focused on circular economy principles where you say, where can you design out this waste? How can you design plastic packaging differently? Maybe use different materials and think about the whole um, life cycle of, of that. Um, product as well. Just to be honest, that it was challenging to talk to companies about was it circular economy or about single use plastics? Could you just elaborate on that a little more, please? I think uh, what I meant is was challenging to talk about good solutions for single use plastics um, because it is so pervasive um, in in the industry, and using circular economy concept. We were able to talk about kind of recycling, product design in a more concrete way, uh, and and sometimes coming at the question in a, in a from a different angle, which I think in in company engagement is quite useful. Sure, thanks for that. Which sectors do you focus on in these engagements uh, in particular? So, for instance, for plastic, we focus a lot on retail sector, consumer, large consumer goods. Um, but a sector that I've been more focused on recently is actually the apparel sector. Apparel or, you know, like clothes are, it's a really fascinating sector for me because it's at the intersection of a lot of sustainability issues. On the one hand, um, you often have a lot of challenges around um, human rights risks in the supply chain. But on the other hand, it's actually a very, very polluting sector. If we look at apparel, um, 
the textile production accounts worldwide accounts for about 1.2 billion tons of CO2, which some estimate is around 26% of our global carbon budget by 2050, uh, if we want to limit uh, global warming below two degrees Celsius. So that's quite a big chunk in terms of climate change. But also in terms of resource depletion, it's a sector that's uh, very challenging. As you might know the statistics, it takes about 10,000 liters of water uh, to produce one kilogram of cotton, which is the amount you need for a single T-shirt. So it's um, it's a sector that needs a lot of natural resources to continue producing garments. But and also has a lot of pollution when you, for instance, look at the dyeing process and leather production, microplastics pollution from synthetic fibers. So there's a lot of environmental impact. But on the other hand, the way we use clothes has changed so drastically over the last years that those valuable resources we've extracted are not used for a very long time. So people continuously buy new clothes, wear them a few times, then it ends up in landfill. So it's this classic, really classic idea of the linear model where you extract resources, use them for a short time period, and then discard them. This is very different from how we use clothes in the past. Um, my grandmother used to mend clothes when they break. Now that's it's so cheap. Um, we don't really actually have the skill sets to, to do that anymore. So I think it is one of the sectors where it's really clear that we have to change something about the business model fundamentally. So what we're talking to companies about is how to do that um, in a very um, entrenched, established system. It sounds like the apparel sector stands out more than other sectors, but are there others that um, really are warranting close scrutiny as well? I think I think there are many sectors that we should consider. And I think as EOS, we have a very, very broad um, approach to both two sectors, but also to engaging on different in different thematic areas. I think it's more about how you phrase a conversation where I say also the circular economy concept are most are most useful here. So for instance, I also engage a lot with the automotive sector, which <clears throat> also has a lot of focus on on resources, for instance, recycling battery materials or recycling parts of of the engine. So there are very good applications for circular economy principles in automotive companies. And that's part of the discussion. But our primary focus has been phrasing our engagement in terms of um, mitigating climate change. And I think here it just shows that it's um, it's so related. So I, the circular economy principles are a way to talk to companies about climate change and, 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 and vice versa. But for particular sectors, I've just found it most useful to focus more on kind of the the circular system and trying to recapture materials rather than phrasing it as a climate change discussion. So I think it depends a little bit on what is most effective in terms of communicating key ideas and challenging um, a company's approach. How are you measuring the impact on companies? 
Uh, we have, I think for us, it's always really important to show impact. So when you talk about measurements, I think what you think about is impact in terms of how do we as investors impact companies. And I'm very self-aware we are not the only actor, but I do like to think that we contribute to a very positive impact. Um, how do we track this? We internally have a, a system around setting objectives for companies. So I will do a very in-depth analysis of a company, uh, set an objective in terms of a concrete goal that we want to achieve. So for instance, I would like to engage with this fast fashion company um, on setting a target for sustainably sourced materials or recycled materials input. And then I will continuously be in dialogue with that company, both um, with the IR team, but also at higher levels with the board, potentially speak at the AGM, and urge the company to do so and share best practices and track over time how the response of the company is. So for instance, I will say, I will track if the company has made a specific plan to, for instance, work with um, others in the industry to develop a methodology and then set a new target. So that is something we can track over time. Just finally, do you think that we'll ever achieve a completely circular economy or is it really just a journey and that that's not a destination we can really realistically expect to, to get to? It's a very philosophical question. Um, I think the question is, is, is that a, a useful question to ask? I think the, the ultimate aim is to try to have an economic and financial system that works better for everyone. Um, I always think about it uh, in the way that our, most of our beneficiaries are pension funds. And I always think, how do I help people to retire better? And that is on the one hand, retiring better financially. And I do think that uh, better ESG performance creates better long-term value. But on the other hand, it's also about being able to retire in a world that is still livable. Um, so I think, I think, can we have a fundamentally circular economy? Um, I, I wouldn't doubt it, but I see, I personally see it more as a tool in order to talk to specific companies to set specific concrete actions to have real life change. That's all for this episode of Super Talk. Thanks to Lisa Langer of Federated Hermes. For more episodes of Super Talk and for more information on the work of the Australian Institute of Superannuation Trustees, visit our website at aist.asn.au. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast.